Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, where we bring you some of the biggest and quirkiest stories from around the globe, unearthed by the hard-working journalists of The Times of London. Today, with Tom Howrigan and Rebecca Myers. Coming up, how you keep democracy going in the middle of a war, the complicated legacy of a controversial billionaire and the bear shooting that's caused an uproar in Italy. We start in Ukraine, where after 18 months of fighting against Russia, there is still no sign of the conflict coming to an end. So where does that leave democracy? It's the very thing President Zelensky says he's trying to protect. That's the question our reporter Jack Clover has been asking this week. He's written a fascinating piece that you can read on the Times website and app tomorrow. And Jack has a really interesting perspective on this because he used to live in Kyiv, the capital. And he returned for the first time in four years for this story to talk to the people that make democracy tick, MPs, local journalists, even a satirist. So, Jack, thank you for joining us on The World in 10. In those conversations, what was the thing that really stood out? Ukraine is taking on a terrible cost, fighting for democracy, fighting for the West, is what they say, and what I, as a journalist, I also believe is true. But at the same time, they can't really hold elections. This has become a question raised by the American Senator Lindsey Graham, that Ukraine should be holding elections on schedule next October. Zelensky said, fine, but you better help us. Because at the moment, half a million people are on the front line fighting. Almost eight million have left the country altogether. And a fifth of Ukraine is occupied by Russia. But how can you deny those people votes? That would be playing into Putin's hands. So the options to hold elections might be all even more illegitimate than delaying elections. But Jack, you have found examples of democracy working the way it should. There's been a corruption scandal involving Ukraine's defence minister. How did that come to light? It started back in January with a row over eggs that were being bought for the armed forces at London prices instead of Ukraine prices. And then escalated this summer, whereby there was a row over the procurement of winter clothing for the armed forces. But what turned up was actually some summer clothing just repackaged. They're saying that a Turkish company made money out of this by buying in sort of camouflage jackets. And by the time they arrived in Ukraine, they were suddenly winter clothing. Recently, investigative journalists uncovered this Turkish company. One of the owners was actually a nephew of an MP in Zelensky's party. So this is the kind of story that you would expect in a domestic 
environment when there's not a war going on. But it's also quite heartening to see that Ukraine, even at war, these civil society moments, that these journalistic moments are still working. Late on Friday night in London, we got news of the death of the billionaire Mohammed Al-Fayed at the age of 94. Now, international listeners to The World in 10 might not be that familiar with him, but here in the UK, he was a household name. And as you'll see if you read his obituary in The Times, he had a fascinating and pretty controversial life. This was a real rags-to-riches story that took in royalty and very public tragedy. It did indeed. Alfea grew up in the Egyptian port city of Alexandria. He started out selling fizzy drinks door to door. And he talked his way into a furniture import business, spent the next years building up a shipping empire in the Middle East, and then he came to London in the 1970s. And it's in Europe where he really made his name. He bought the famous London department store Harrods and one of the world's best-known hotels, the Paris Ritz. They basically mirrored the luxurious life he always wanted and the connections that came with it. He became friends with the British royal family and his son Dodie became very close to Princess Diana after her divorce from Prince Charles. Then, in 1997, both Diana and Dodie were killed in a car crash in Paris. Alfayed never believed that was an accident, instead believing and promoting a series of conspiracy theories. He even once accused the Duke of Edinburgh of masterminding their murder. Well, Tom Bauer, who wrote an unauthorised biography of Alfayed, told us that was unbelievably selfish. He caused so many innocent people such destruction of their lives. I saw people who really had terrible times because he accused them of all sorts of untrue crimes. Let us be realistic about this man. He was a genius because of what he achieved from nothing. But there was no good flowing out of him except for one thing. He did transform Harris. And I'm just looking at that Times obituary now, and, and there's so much in there. I mean, including a description of Alfred as a, quote, foul-mouthed misogynistic street bully when he wanted to be. There were allegations that staff at Harrods were badly treated. But there were also plenty of questions about his ethics, too. He was at the centre of a major political scandal in the 1990s. He hired a lobbyist to pay MPs to ask questions in Parliament on his behalf. Uh, but then he also did massive amounts for charity, and the obit says he was capable of extraordinary generosity. Michael Mansfield represented him at the inquest of Dodie and Diana's deaths. He thought about the fact that on Christmas Day, there might be a lot of children in hospital. And so he set out to make sure that every child in hospital on Christmas Day had a teddy bear presented to them. This never had the headlines. Nobody talks about this. So I see him as a generous and a very caring man. And I think that just shows you why it is such a complicated legacy. And it really is worth reading his obituary in full on the Times website and app. Okay, Rebecca, theatre of the mind time now. Let me paint a mental picture for you. Okay, go for it. Right, you're in the middle of Italy on a narrow street in a hilltop town. You've got very old stone buildings either side of you, lush mountain greenery above you. Mm. Then you look back down and a bear's wandering past you. Okay, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wouldn't have either in your shoes, to be honest. But this is normal daily life for the people of San Sebastiano de Marci, who've come to love one particular wild Marsican brown bear. She's been roaming local towns with her two young cubs for some time, never caused any trouble, certainly never harmed any humans, and was seen so often 
residents gave her a name, Amarena, after the black cherries that she was fond of. So she was sort of like a local unofficial mascot. I suppose she was. So you can imagine the shock then and dismay when she was shot and killed on Thursday. Now, the suspected gunman, a 56-year-old man, says he was acting in self-defence when Amarena went into his house. He faces several years in prison if he's convicted, and this has already turned into a major row. The World Wildlife Fund has got involved, saying Amarena's death risks undoing efforts to protect the Marsican bear, apparently the rarest in Europe. The Times contributor in Italy, Elena Trabattoni, told us how people there had reacted. It's not even just in the village or the town, it's the whole of Italy's up in arms, particularly because of these two young baby cubs that have been left to fend for themselves, that have sort of scattered into the woods, into the parkland. There are about 100 people out in the parks looking for them, drones, forest guards, and the hope is that, you know, they will be brought to safety and at least sort of reared in the early months and kept safe. People are coming out on social media, in the press, and there is quite a furore about it, so much so that even Italy's environment minister came out and spoke out about this tragic incident. Very much the position is to try and, you know, protect them and let them live in their natural habitat in as much as possible. A rugby player a soap actor and Gandalf from Lord of the Rings all get in a car and start singing the soundtrack to Beauty and the Beast. Is this another one of your terrible jokes, Tom? Well, I can see why you would think that, Rebecca. But no, this really happened for reasons too complicated to go into in the short time we have left. But it's reason enough to get a Times digital subscription to read Matt Lawton's brilliant interview with the rugby league player Keegan Hurst who explains how on earth that celebrity sing-along came about and very movingly actually describes his experience of coming out as gay in a very macho sport. Yes, it really is a brilliant piece. And talking of unusual scenarios, unlikely things happening, there have been some pretty odd things going on in India as officials in Delhi rehearse for the upcoming G20 summit of world leaders. The city has a bit of a problem with monkeys and the worry is they'll start bothering some of the very important guests turning up. On the next World in 10, the Times' Amrit Dillon will tell us how organisers are trying to stop that from happening. They know that these monkeys, these rhesus monkeys, are scared by a grey, larger monkey called a langur. The the langur is kind of quite aggressive, scares the monkeys away. Now, what do you do? You can't go and get any langur, can you, from the nearby forest? So what they've done is to make large, uh, life-size cutouts of the langur and stack them various places near the main venues. Well, consider me officially intrigued. We're back tomorrow. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Your History is a new podcast brought to you from The Times. And it brings together the real-life stories from our obituaries desk, which have been published for over a century. In this brand new show, we build on this legacy and explore the endlessly fascinating lives who have enriched and informed our own. 
Join me and our sponsor, Ancestry, as we journey through your history. 